from API. This is Energy Tomorrow Radio, your source for information and conversation about the most important energy issues of the day. Welcome to Energy Tomorrow Radio. I'm Jane Van Ryan. Near the end of October, the state of Michigan held an auction in which it sold leases to oil and natural gas companies interested in drilling in the Michigan Basin. The basin lies beneath the entire lower peninsula of Michigan and contains commercially viable deposits of oil and natural gas. The October sale raised nearly $10 million for the state. A similar, very competitive sale in May raised $178 million. So why is there so much interest in the Michigan Basin these days? We have Dr. William Harrison of Western Michigan University on the telephone with us today to explain. Welcome, Bill. It's good to be with you guys. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Now, you've studied Michigan's oil and natural gas deposits and have written about them extensively. How would you describe the Michigan Basin? How was it formed, first of all? The Michigan Basin is a natural geological feature in the surface of the earth and it encompasses the entire lower peninsula of Michigan, um, the eastern portion of the upper peninsula of Michigan, portions of Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, and Ohio, and a small portion of southwestern Ontario. So you can imagine it's a very large area. It's approximately 124,000 square miles. About half of that area is within the state of Michigan. The reason we call it a basin is because it has somewhat of a bowl shape. If you look at the layers of rock. If you can imagine looking down underground below the surface of the earth, there are layers of rock just like you might see in the Grand Canyon or any place in the world where you can actually see inside the earth. But in the case of the Michigan Basin, these layers are slightly bent downward so that they form a bowl shape and each layer is like having a series of shallow soup bowls stacked one inside the other. This stack of layers goes down to more than 16,000 feet below the Earth's surface in the center of the state. Now, oil and natural gas have been produced in the state for many years. Uh, can you tell us how much oil and natural gas has been produced there? Um, we started keeping records, and the state of Michigan um, regulated and permitted oil and gas exploration starting in 1925. Since that time, about 1.25 billion barrels of oil and about 7 trillion cubic feet of gas have been produced. Currently, we're producing about 6 million barrels of oil a year and about 272 billion cubic feet of gas per year. So how does the state rank, then, among oil and natural gas-producing states? For oil, we're about 16th in the country. There's a total of 32 states that produce oil or natural gas in the uh, United States, not all states have the right kind of geology to actually have deposits of oil and gas beneath them. But we're 16th out of 32 for oil production. And for gas production, we're 12th. If we look at our consumption, we would see that um, the state of Michigan is about 13th in consumption of oil and about 8th in consumption of natural gas. So uh, we do consume quite a large amount of oil and natural gas both. Is it fair to say that a lot of the production is coming directly from the Michigan Basin? Actually, in terms of total percentage of what we use and produce, we produce about 3.5% of the oil that we use. So most of the oil that's used in the state of Michigan is imported, um, just as it is around the country. More than 60% of our whole nation's oil and gas is imported every day. For natural gas, we do a lot better. 
we produce about 35% of all the natural gas that we use here in the state of Michigan. Now, in recent months, we've heard quite a lot about the Marcellus Shale Formation, um, which is over to the east of Michigan, and we've heard also about the Barnett Shale in Texas. And it's well known that these two formations and a few others in the United States can be quite prolific using the combination of horizontal drilling and hydraulic fracturing. Do the underground formations in the Michigan Basin require the same kinds of technologies to produce oil and gas? Yes, sometimes they do. Um, this technology that's being used in these formations in other parts of the country is pretty new. Uh, people uh, have been drilling oil and gas wells for well over 100 years, but there's constant innovations in the engineering and uh, treatment capabilities, and so this new type of drilling, horizontal drilling, and the hydraulic fracturing techniques um, are relatively new. So for much of the history in Michigan, these techniques were not used because they simply uh, weren't part of the arsenal that the explorationists had. But if um, there are formations that are very similar to the Marcellus and Barnett Shale in Michigan, and those could be treated in that same way. In fact, um, Michigan has a formation called the Antrim Shale, in which over 10,000 wells have been drilled into it since the 1980s, and it's one of the first big shale plays that um, came into being in the United States, and it's produced already over two and a half trillion cubic feet of gas. That's very impressive. Um, and studies have been produced by Penn State, I know, about the economic benefits of the Marcellus Shale in Pennsylvania, and they project that natural gas development there could create tens of thousands of jobs and billions of dollars for the economy. Do you have similar studies in Michigan, or what's known about the economic impact of oil and natural gas development there? There hasn't really been a formal um, study, an economic study like the Penn State one, um, although uh, the Michigan Oil and Gas uh, Association, which is our industry professional association here in Michigan, has done some work and compiled some information. And basically, I can tell you that uh, over 10,000 jobs currently exist um, in the oil and gas industry. And um, there are around 14,000 individual uh, mineral owners, that is, private people who own property that have oil and gas wells on them, and that generates approximately $80 million a year of income to those people. The oil and gas industry as a whole, including all of the drilling and production of oil and gas, as well as the supporting services and economic spinoff, is estimated by the Michigan Oil and Gas Association to be about a $2 billion a year industry in Michigan. So any increases to that current situation could certainly have an economic impact. Well, absolutely, and I would think that would be very important in your state, considering that the Bureau of Labor Statistics says that the seasonally adjusted employment, unemployment rate in Michigan is about the second highest in the country at about 13%. So are residents of Michigan embracing oil and natural gas development as a way to help the state's economy and to create jobs? Generally, I would say no. Um, surprisingly, most Michigan residents are barely aware of the oil and gas exploration and development that exists in Michigan. And most of them don't really see it as an opportunity for economic development simply because they don't know it exists. In areas where there has been historical development or even some new development, those residents are far more aware and they 
do believe that the additional activity of oil and gas is a positive thing. However, as many people are aware, there is a strong sense of environmental awareness here in the state of Michigan, and most people don't think that oil and gas uh, activity is really compatible with environmental activities. However, in the history of development of oil and gas in Michigan, there has rarely been any serious environmental problems. In fact, in 1976, the environmental lobbies and the Michigan oil and gas industry developed the Michigan Natural Resources Trust Fund, which is where most of these lease fees, as well as all of the fees from oil and gas production on state land, uh, are deposited. And this fund over the years has had huge benefit to Michigan residents in that it's used to acquire additional state recreational land and improve existing state recreational land. So it's really uh, providing quite a nice benefit to all the residents of Michigan, not just those that have leases on their property. That's absolutely true. And that uh, fund currently has a $500 million cap, and something like 50 to $75 million a year is spent out of that fund for these improvements and acquisitions of Michigan recreational properties. Well, based on what appears to be the growth of interest in the Michigan Basin, um, as evidenced by the lease sales, uh, do you think it's possible that the Michigan Basin could become another very significant natural gas resource, perhaps similar to the Marcellus Shale or the Haynesville Shale? Well, maybe. Um, First of all, a lot of the leasing that exists around the world is somewhat speculative. Most of the lease activity that has occurred in the last year is based really on one single well that was drilled and had successful production of natural gas. However, there is a significant amount of potential because there are some large areas within the state of Michigan that have very few oil and gas wells drilled. These areas um, may have significant future potential. However, that will only really be demonstrated once the oil and gas wells are drilled. So we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? I think so. Okay, very good. Well, Dr. Bill Harrison, thank you so much for providing us information today about Michigan's oil and natural gas industry and the Michigan Basin. It's my pleasure. Thank you for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio, brought to you by the people of America's oil and natural gas industry. For more information about this podcast or to submit questions for future shows, visit energytomorrow.org. That's energytomorrow.org.